Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. So many great moments. Oh, here we go. Thrill. So many thrills. Oh, hang on. So many spills. And we're underway. Triple M is proud to present. MG's Rugby League Rundown. Ah, it's round 27. Who cares, MG? Let's have a rest. We'll take you and I out the lineup today. Let's bring in some backup players. I mean, that's what all the other teams are doing. So should we, <laughs> should we just wheel in the replacements now? You and I have a week off, rest up for oh, finals. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a luxury that I'd like to be afforded if I was in that mm. position. And I know it's going to be a topic of conversation in the show, in the podcast today, but yeah, it's it's kind of a tricky one. It's, it's a tricky one to know which way is good and which way is wrong. So we'll find out. We'll get to it in a moment because it is a big talking point, especially with the round kicking off with the Broncos and the Storm. But the the bigger talking point, I guess, today that I really want to get your thoughts on is this Bulldog story that's emerging. The reports well, are that um, a player has been the, – the, the report is, as it's been widely, widely reported, is that a player, an unnamed player, was forced to wrestle with a dozen teammates consecutively um, back-to-back as a punishment for being late. Um, he has, that player, this unnamed player has, uh, walked out, uh, on training, um, not happy with this punishment that has reportedly been handed down, uh, and has since been absent from the club. That's how it's been reported at the moment. Cameron Serrato was hit up about it. Um, he was, his comments are that it's a sensitive situation, so he won't be commenting on it. He's also no, he said comment, that, he has commented on it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But then he said he wasn't aware of a player being disgruntled. Yep. The, this happened earlier in the week, Liam. This happened as well. The dogs, we, the, the Bulldogs coaching staff had been uh, made aware of a text message that had been doing the rounds, um, claiming up to eight or nine players were unhappy with Cameron Serrato. Um, the message in the text message it, it claimed that Serrato's expectations for players to be around training from 8 a.m. to 5:30 p.m. was unrealistic and a deterrent for players to join or stay at the club. Well, when you're losing games like they are. You try and do everything you can to get a victory, to, to try and in, – in, what's the word I'm looking for? You try and install some some leadership skills amongst people who haven't obviously got it. Um, I'm trying to set standards. What, standards is number one. Yeah, only, only seen what I've seen with my young bloke who's in the Penrith top 30 now. He's, he was in the top 32 for most of the season. Some mornings he would leave at 7 and get home at 7.30, 8.30 at night. Um, all this includes – you, know, you do field, you do gym, you do um, you do cardio, you do get you have lunch, you kick around, you watch video, you get a massage. Um, it's a professional game, very much a professional game these days. And if some look, I've got no doubt that Cameron Serrato has taken some of the ethos of Penrith to the Bulldogs, and obviously some members of the Bulldog fraternity aren't happy with what Cameron Serrato is trying to dish up. Well, I suggest to Cameron Serrato, he gets rid of them straight away. They they don't. They don't want to be first grade rugby league players because today's game has changed so much from when I played, you know, twenty years ago. It's now very, very professional. There's so much that we do for our players, so much that we make sure they're happy with. Mental health is is a major uh, part of our game that we kind of we we focus on, and we make sure that everyone's fine. I just hope that this latest thing with the player walking out after training after being punished for turning late. I hope he look if he. It's a very delicate situation, mental health. We, you know, it's without having any professional um, opinion on it. I, I know that my other opinion is that I hope it's not 
a, a, a player being disgruntled because he had to do some penalties because he was tardy. Um, and now he's playing that, you know, the mental health card, which is a very delicate card to play mm. because it's so it's 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 one of them things that we don't know much about. Um, can we just can we just go back to those those comments you were making there about? Um, the hours in the day for an NRL player because I, I'm not aware, you know, and I've been working with you and across rugby league for for a number of years now, and I'm not actually aware of what a, a standard weekday looks like for a player. Okay, so you're I'll, telling I'll, me, I'll buzz you through. I'll buzz you quickly yeah. through what Penrith do. So uh, yeah, Mav, starting time to leaving time as a, as a professional okay, NRL so if, player. If Mav um, if Mav was on, uh, he played on Saturday. They'd, on Sunday they'd have Sunday off. Monday they'd have or. Um, They'd meet and they'd go over some things, um, recovery sessions, you know, swimming, spa, mm-hmm. saunas. Tuesday would be a bit of a bash up. Um, they'd start at 7.30 in the morning and then that's when that's a late one. You won't see until that night. Uh, Wednesday was usually a half a day. Um, Thursday back to another a long day, but not as intense. Mm-hmm. And then you start tapering off towards the end of the week, depending on what day you play. It'd be either a, um, a, then obviously the day before the game is a captain's run. So out of the seven days, you're playing one of them. I'd say that mid-season you're probably doing two really hard days. Yep. Out of, out of the out of the seven, that's not counting the game, and then okay. and they all love the game's not a the game's not a chore. That's that's the stuff they're of doing course. in between is that's the victory lap. Okay, so then just going back to it then, Cameron Serrato, the reports are that the expectations is he's have that players that the Bulldogs players are on hand from from what times seven thirty to eight a.m. till five thirty p.m. Okay, so just and to you know, the, we always talk about when these NRL players are, are, are punished uh, according to a different set of rules compared to your average Joe. We always make that comparison. The average person, stereotypically, you know, tradies work different sets. Of, the average yep. person works an uh, an eight hour day, nine till nine five, five, the Dolly Parton yep. song, right? The average, the the lowest paid top thirty player in the NRL is on one hundred and twenty grand, which is yep. well above. Which will go up next the, year to one forty. Which is, okay, so it's well above the average Australian income, right? Yeah. So these players are getting paid well to do a, a job of privilege, but they're also having to work hard for it. So when you break it down like that, on the surface, without knowing the extenuating circumstances, a player or players cracking the shits that the expectation is on them to be president at a club from eight till five seems a little bit rich, doesn't it? Uh, well, it does. Without knowing the intricacies of what's going on at the Bulldogs, if that was every day, you'd start to question things. You'd say, you know what? We, I, 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 what, know we what we, I, I know what you're trying to do, but it's not working. We've got to try something different because flogging us every day is not working. If it's, I, I, I don't think it would be. I really don't think it would be. I think it'd be a lot of um, video work on defence. Defence is, you know, they called Cameron Serrata the Minister of Defence mm-hmm. in Penrith. He'd be doing a lot of that, trying to work out his own Look, from an outside looking on at the Bulldogs, they're very unfit. Um, a couple of times in the weekend against Manly, they, I don't know if they were unfit, but they, it's the the urge and the, the the need and the want that they haven't acquired yet. Because there's many times in the weekend against Manly when there's some of the senior players just standing around watching things. I saw Billy kick out twice at marker, let DCE run 30, 40 metres for a try once. Um, another occasion, someone else. It's it's just the at the moment there's something just missing at the Dogs that I don't know what the answer is, Liam. I don't know what the answer is because this was a team, don't forget, pre-season that everyone was so excited about. I had them in my eight. I had, um, I thought that you know, Matt Burton with the arrival of Billy Kikau and Reid Marnie would find his, his trigger 
Um, obviously, losing losing Billy Kicker out to a peck injury earlier in the season didn't help. But it's been a frustrating year for the Bulldogs, and that's that's probably an understatement. And the and clearly, if we, to stay with it for a moment, Cam Serrato takes over at the end of last year. Um, you know, and and gets in there for for an off season and a preseason, and he's involved in, um, you know, the arrival of Billy Kickow and and Reed Marnie and all the rest of it. He would have had an element of involvement with all that. But and then he's obviously you're not going to transform a team in one off season and one preseason. No, and he's no, not, no. and clearly this is a long term plan for them, and they would all understand that they wouldn't be jumping at shadows right now. But when you talk about the need for Cam Serrato to move on those people that aren't prepared to buy into the the level or the standards he wants to set. You know the other thing that stands out about this Bulldog side when you look at it from that angle? What? You you talk about it all the time, MG, in rugby league, that defense is a mindset, defense is an attitude. Mm -hmm. This Bulldog side has conceded more points than anyone in the competition. They have the worst defense in the competition, which when you draw a line from that, you can argue... They've got the worst attitude in the competition because they're not prepared to defend their line. And those examples you just pointed out, those big name players, it clearly they haven't got put football to the side for a moment. They haven't got the right attitude yet at this club. No, and it's 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 only going to get worse. These these alleged eight to nine players who you know were involved in this unhappy complaint against Cameron Serrato, Well, that's only going to, the, the the trumpets are only going to start to sing louder because. It's not in the. I can't see in the short term how it's going to get better for them. Um, they've bought some handy first graders from for next year. Um, no one, no one who they've bought, I would say, wow, he's he's special. You know, he's he's going to change the Bulldogs' fortunes. Um, yeah, look, it's there's 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 a worry about them. There's a worry about them, and the, the more worrying thing is that what's happening privately, and this is what happens. This is exactly what happens when teams are going like busted asses. The Tigers were six weeks ago. Everyone was speaking about them until Tim Sheens came out and said they're not, they're not going to be there. Now everyone's just stopped on the on the Tigers. Next team to come up to the the mark were the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs had all this innuendo, and we heard last week that this bloke leaked this and this bloke's leaking that. Well, they've had the buy this week, so they've kept out of, out of sight, out of mind. So now it's the Bulldogs' turn to come under the fire. And when you're losing games like they did on the weekend, I, I kind of penciled that in. I said on the this podcast last week, I think, I think the dogs could upset Manly. This could be the upset of the round. Mm. Well, it's quickly evident after ten minutes because they led six nil the dogs, and then they kind of just said, "Okay, well, we don't, we're not used to doing this." And Manly just scored some of the easiest tries you'll see in a game of first grade rugby league. So there is some concern. There's concern about what they're doing, what direction they're going. And but look, I've been coached by Phil Gould, um, probably the best football brain that I've come across in the code. Um, I've heard a lot of things about Cameron Serrato. I've never been coached or played against him or played with him, but I've heard a lot of good things about what he brings to the table, and i.e. from you know from sons and and other young kids who have been coached mm. by him, and from under twenties all the way up to now. So I've got no doubt they can turn it around. But how much patience have Bulldogs fans got, Liam? There is also I want to just because you hear that you hear the talk about players walking in and com- making a complaint about the coach. Now you might not be across this story. Some of some of the the fan the the listeners might be, but there's a bloke called Michael Lombardi who used to play in the NFL and now he's a media analyst. He's very well known if you follow the NFL a bit. He tells a story about the Miami Heat he back the, in the Vince's son. 
Vince Lombardi? Uh, I don't know if he's a relation to Vince Lombardi. He might be. It's a very famous football name. But he yeah. tells a story about the Miami Heat. Now, in the basketball, back, you'll remember when Miami had the big three. They had Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James. Yep. Now, the reports are, and no players are named, but during that era, players went to Pat Riley, who was the GM, the executive mm. of the Miami Heat, to complain about their coach, Eric Spolstra. Right? Okay. You can draw the parallels here with the Bulldogs. Pat Riley, who's the boss and famous, people will know that name if they follow basketball. He told all the players, meet me downstairs in the rooms in 15 minutes. Meet me downstairs in the changing rooms in 15 minutes. He walked down there, lined them all up against the wall and said, none of you have the right, have the power, have the authority, have the standing to come in and tell me to fire a coach. That is not what you are here to do. You are here to play basketball. You are here to play your role in this organization. Not one of you has the authority or the right to come in to tell me to fire our coach. And Miami has the most, arguably the most storied culture in the NBA. Mm. And that's what Pat Riley was telling them is this is not culture. We don't, we don't white ant in this organization. This is not how this works. Absolutely love it. So you wonder whether this might be a threshold moment for the Bulldogs where if they play it right and back Cam Serrato in and say, no, 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 we don't, we don't, we don't march coach off the back of player power. No, this could be the dawn they need. This could be a a line in the sand moment. So, yeah, I agree. I think it is. I think it would be. You know, I I thought you were going to say that Pat Riley walked down and said, "Okay, now say it in front of the coach." (laughs) Well, look, he he might have, (laughs) but you but you're right. You know, you you at least had the you had that famous run in with with Gus in a video session where you you disagreed with what he was saying, and you had it out with him, and you asked him to step outside. And then we won a comp. And then you won a comp. Yep. Because you to... and Gus built that trust with one another well, we had, and we respect had it. We, for we, one we another. Got a, we didn't talk behind each other's back. We didn't say shit behind each other's back that, you know, we said, well, I was up front with him. He was very up front with me. We said, okay, now two days later we shook hands and said, let's win a comp. And, and you went following out. Year, following year we did. Went out and won a comp. So all I'm saying, maybe those eight, nine players need to go up to Camp Serrato at the next training session and have it out. Well, and then they, then they all should wrestle Camp Serrato back to back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, we could look. Here's to here's hoping that this doesn't get worse because this is one of the famous clubs of this competition, and the last thing we want oh, to see is another off season of turmoil. Especially when you've got Stephen Crichton turning up, and you don't want to give any of these potential star recruits a reason to change their mind. You don't, want to, you don't want to spook them at all. You, you don't think, don't worry. There'll be there'll be players who have been speaking to the dogs who'll be watching this from afar. I dare say Stephen Crichton would be watching this from afar, starting to think, you know, what, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah. But I think the lure and the attraction of Cam Serrato outshines every negative thing that we've heard about the dogs in the last yeah. few days. Especially if they can go to them and say, no, 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 this is, yeah, this has been going on, but we've got this under control and, and people are buying in or they're leaving, you know? Yeah. So, all right, hey, let's talk about some footy because it's the final round of the season and there are some games that don't really matter, but there are some games that do and it starts with this round 27 fixture where the Broncos take on the storm with a minor premiership in the offing. And yet, Kevy Walters has said by his words and his actions that they're not worried about the minor premiership. They're worried about winning the grand final. And as a result, no Billy Walters, no Ezra Mam, no Herbie Farmworth, no Katoni Staggs, he's suspended, no Payne Haas, no Reese Walsh, Adam Reynolds and Pat Carrigan already rested. It's it's a, watching Kevy explain this to the media. He, he was kind of you know he was painstakingly awkward because it's something he's goes against every value he has in his body. Yep. 
is such a competitor. And I, but look, I, I, I think if you finished, you know, I think the competition, okay, we all know that the 27 weeks is, is arduous. If you get to the end of that 27 weeks and you finished in the top four and you want to rest players, I think you've, you've earned the right. I think you have earned the right to have like a mini little win because of the fact you finished in the top four, which is so hard to friggin' do. Hmm. So when, when I say that, so Brisbane, Man, uh, sorry, uh, Brisbane, Penrith, Warriors and Melbourne, go for it. Do what you want to do. You get a second bite at the cherry and you've earned that right. Over 27 rounds, you've earned that right. As far as the other four teams go, um, we don't know who they're going to be yet. Be, I know Newcastle are going to be one of them. You've got the Sharks, maybe Canberra, South. You've got Cowboys and Roosters. You've got six teams into four, which won't work. So they have no chance of resting players. I, I, I'd like to ask you, 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 were, you know, obviously commentating on AFL and AFL yeah. background. I know that about 2016, the AFL had the same type of trouble. Mm-hmm. And the fans were starting to get shit of it. Uh, they yep. said no more. The AFL bought in a last round buy. Now, how has that worked for the AFL? It's this weekend, in fact. And, and for those people that don't follow it, the preseason, the, the pre finals buy was brought in and it was howled down with to a deafening roar. This, the, the reaction from the fans was this sucks. This is shit. I hate having the, the season interrupted no, by this week of nothingness. That was the reaction when it was brought in, right? And I was I was the same. I was like, I hate this weekend. It sucks. Why why can't we just get into finals, you know? Like no, you know, but now this weekend I I'm okay with there being no AFL. Okay. And I'm really excited about the build up to finals. And there, here's the other There we go. That's the other and, hand. That's the other part of it. It builds anticipation for one. It, it's giving clean air to the AFLW season start as another yep. added bonus. Bonus. That's not the reason they introduced it, no, but it's a no. it's a it's a bonus that we've discovered as a result. The AFLW season will kick off this weekend with some clean air to it. The other thing, is, MG, this sport is entertainment, and sport is at, at its best. As we, this is why we love Origin so much because there are stars everywhere. The best players in the game are out there when State of Origin is on, yep. and that's what we want in finals too. We want the best players to be there, and this pre-finals buy, this for the, if 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 it existed for the NRL or the manufactured one that Kevy and and Craig Bellamy are giving to their players because Beliak is resting all his stars as well. What it's allowing. Adam Reynolds and Cam Munster and Harry Grant and Ezra Mann and all these guys to do is to get cherry ripe so that 100%. week one of finals, they yep. are there, they are fit, they are firing, and and they can be as good as they can possibly be in this finals campaign. They, what, so so it, should the great. other teams that so should the other four teams that make the top eight be afforded the same luxury? I don't mind. I like it. I think yeah. I think if you earn the right to play finals. Why wouldn't the game want the best oh, possible yeah, yeah. product from your finals team? Oh, I'm intrigued. Why wouldn't you want I, I, I'm intrigued by it. I, I've, I've, I'm, I'm kind of like you were back in 16 with the AFL. I'm thinking, well, the momentum of this competition has been profound. We've been watching hmm. perhaps one of the best seasons with the inclusion of the Dolphins this year. It's just made everything fresh. Um, the footy's been fantastic. The Origin Series was epic. Now we're seeing four teams this weekend potentially resting 13 of their players. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the only person again who's it's not fair to is the guys who or the girls who have bought tickets to that game and they're travelling in a state to watch them. That's right. Um, because they want to see their superstars, but instead they're seeing a reserve grade team. They're the only ones that I think of. Um, I, I think of the players as well because the players get to this stage of the, the season. They go, okay, one week off, uh, you know, a, a, a pre-finals buy. Wow, we've earned that right. So 
Um, at, the, at the moment, as I just said, I don't care if the top four teams rest as many players as they want. I do, sure. feel, I do, I do, you know, think of the fan who has travelled a long way to watch these yeah. games. But on the other hand, as you say, you made a really good point that we are we want to see every player from every team playing in these first week of the finals. We don't want to see anyone, you know, get a, a, a hamstring tear and that's that's well, it for him for the whole. But the big one this year for the NRL MG is the concussion protocol. Yeah, the concussion works. protocol that's, is that's eleven days, and yeah. and so for example, the Broncos Thursday night, eleven days, no. they would that someone like uh, if they got a concussion this week, not playing, they're not playing round one. Uh, no. Sorry, week one of finals, week one of semifinals, no. they, they, they're not playing. So and I, and this is not a con, uh, me being critical of the concussion protocol because I think it's a very important thing that now exists in the game. But if that is now in and you can find a way, and people will say, oh, but if we introduce the pre-finals by, they'll just rest them in the final game of the season anyway. And all, you know, MG, would any coach want any player having a two-week break at this no. time of year? No. No, not no, not force one, not a force break, um, a, a twinge break, yes, but not a force break, not yeah. not through protocols or not through you know, yes. So no, to answer your question, no. So, okay, watch this. We've got to watch this space, I suppose, mm. because at the moment you just mentioned both these teams playing tomorrow night have rest a plethora of players. That's mm. almost unrecognisable. Both these teams, but I don't know who will win. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know who will win. Can I, I tell suppose... you a funny story about Please. this? We spoke to Kevy Walters uh, on uh, Triple M's Rush Hour with Lisa Jones, Liam and Dobbo earlier this week about this decision. Mm. And the other element to this, and I put it to Kevy, I was like, hey, have you, did you actually talk about the fact that the NRL's got a million-dollar bounty if you win the minor premiership and the grand final? It's a oh, million really? bucks up for grabs. That's Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that was well, that was floated I know last year. I know they've up the ante. Last year it was a hundred thousand. So when we won the when we won the minor premiership back in 1991, we got a hundred thousand mm. dollars. Yeah. Um, last year they got a hundred thousand dollars. I'm pretty sure. So this year I, they've up the ante. They've up well, the ante I, this year. I think they were trying to find a way to um, stop that happening. To stop people resting or you know yep. basically tanking the last week of the season or anything like that. Anyway, Kevy wasn't aware of it, so maybe it's not a thing. Maybe I've made it up, but I'm definitely sure I've seen it reported. But the other thing, the other thing which I really enjoyed was <laughs> so they've got this five eight Josh Rogers making his debut this weekend um, because obviously Ever- Ezra Mann is being rested. Kevy didn't know how old he was. <laughs> How old Kevy is he? Was, he's 27 and he's making his debut. And oh, Kevy wow. was he's like, yeah, he's 25. I think might, might be 26. <laughs> He had and, no and, idea and there, goes, how old he was. there goes the other edge of the sword. For these this this kind of like that. This is kind of like it feels like one of them rounds mid origin mm. when the teams with a lot of players in rest their players and we see this 26, 27 year old kid making his first grade debut. You know, that to him this is Christmas. You know, Let's so not forget got, that was the that was the time we discovered Jerome Luai. Yeah. That was the moment because you had uh the pest, Maloney. whose name is James yeah, Maloney and and Nathan Cleary, both off with New South Wales. And all of a sudden, Jerome Lua, I remember, we nowhere. were at the game out in we Penrith, yep. and it was it was this moment where we went, holy wow. hell. Yep. And now right. look at him. He's yep. the new pest. Yep. Um, know it. All right. So, well, with that in mind, who are you tipping? Obviously, Pappenhausen's still at fullback, which is exciting. Get to see a I full so. run for Pappy. Yeah, I think I think I think I favour, I think I lean towards a bit more experience with Melbourne. I think Melbourne. I do like the idea that Thomas Flegler is captaining the Broncos side because apparently Kevy was saying to all these players, I'm going to give you a rest, I'm going to give you a rest, I'm going to give you a rest. He got to Tom Flegler and he said, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm playing. Yeah, good. <laughs> he said, well, he's, missed a bit of footy. he's missed a bit of footy this year with suspension and, and whatnot. Yeah. So. 
All right, uh, let's keep rolling through this week. Manly West Tigers. Now, before we speak about the game itself, this is a, a, an irrelevant game from a finals perspective. We need to give a huge shout-out to yes. Belinda Sharp, who will History. referee this game. Uh, and Casey Badger will do the Titans Bulldogs on Sunday, but Belinda Sharp will come will become the first female to referee a game under the one ref system. Fantastic uh, job, well done. These two, both these young ladies have been plying their trade um, for a, a few years now. Um, I've seen both of them do their stuff at a lower level in New South Wales Cup and touch judges for first grade. But now this is a fantastic accolade for how far we've come as a game. Mm. It's just an accolade for how far the girls' games come. I, I, I look forward. I, I can't believe I'm now planning and and say and and recording the girls' game NRLWs. I'm 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 just loving it. I, <laughs> that I'm was that loving. was the reminder on your phone to remember to tape the NRLW game this weekend. <laughs> That's Coxie. What do, you, what do you want, mate? You know I'm doing a podcast. Come on, mate. Um, yeah. So look, it's um it's it's fantastic, Liam. Um, well done. These two girls are trailblazers, and let's just hope that um a lot of young girls who Watch the NRLW, but maybe aren't quite as confident as a lot of these young girls play. Well, now they've got two other role models, Blinda Sharp and Casey Badger. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, look, you on know, the game, they both had, they both had experience. Quick, quickly on Belinda, I will say, her dad is, he's fined oh. out from Rocky for the game. Is that he's Steve bo- Sharp? Not Steve uh, Sharp, is it? I don't know if what his dad's name. I know that he is flying down for the game though, and and I ha- I asked Belinda because we spoke to her during the week as well. And the referees do get access to tickets as players do in milestone oh, moments, wow. so she's been able to access some tickets for dad. Oh, it's, it's, it's history making. It's never in 115 years of rugby league, it's never happened. So for these two girls, it's 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 monumental. Who's got more to play for here, Manly. Seagulls or West Tigers? I, I like look. The way Manly finished off the tire, the Bulldogs last week, I think, I think they have, they're going to be so close to playing finals footy. It's not funny. They're going to finish agonisingly a point or two out of the out of the eight. Yeah. Um. The Tigers look. They they'll, they'll look. They'll be looking for some, you know, self pride. Um. But at the end of the day, I think Manly will be too strong with the Daly Chair Evans playing career best footy. He's on fire at the moment. And I bet Benji cannot wait to get into the off-season. He's probably got yeah. grand plans on, on how to start reshaping this team I hope in he his own go too intensely. I, I hope he just kicks back a bit. And, you know, give himself a, a good six weeks to kick back a bit and go and tell the players they're freshen up. And mm. you know, Obviously, you're going to be training quicker than most teams because you're going to come last. But um, I just you know, give, it, give it time because it, it will happen. It will happen. I, I get the sense, and I've you know, worked with Benji a bit, as have you, but I get the sense he's, he is – He's going to be a relationship coach. Like he's going to be one of those blokes. Of that course, be, John it, Morris it, the same. John Morris yeah. who they've appointed from South. Yeah. He's a he's a guy who's a, a really, really down to the earth type of bloke. Uh, mm. Both I think did, did Benji play three hundred games in NRL. Benji, yeah, yep. So, yeah, remember so, because remember so, because so John he, Morris. Uh, he uh, yeah they both did yeah so you got over six hundred plus games of of playing yep. experience between the two of them so uh, yeah uh, green green shoots there for the West Tigers yeah uh, I think so. Game of the round, because this one matters. This one matters in a really big way. I mean, it would matter even if it were a dead rubber, but the fact that the winner probably plays finals, this might be the spiciest meeting we have seen between the Rabbitohs and Roosters for some time, and that is saying something. Friday night, Acor Stadium. Last year, we had seven Simbins in this game. This was one of the most volatile games we've seen since the roaring 80s when the fists would throw and the spear tackles would dive, and... (laughs) Um, this was. I, I don't think it's going to be any different. I think it's going to be one of them knock them down, drag them out types of game. They're, obviously, both teams are missing a marquee player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Latrell's out, Hargrave's out. That's a big loss. That's the he kind of. But I think 
and this might sound funny to our listeners of the podcast, but I think that will help both teams. I think it will help them settle straight away because if you've got Latrell on there who's a – you know, he's, 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 he's prancing around like a panther about to about pounce on something. Mm-hmm. And you're doing the same with Jared Warrior Hargraves for the Roosters, who's just so intense and so wants someone to be his. He wants someone yeah. to grab and, and bite their ear off, or mm. figuratively speaking. Um, but they're, they're both not there. So I think what we're going to see is a, a really good brand of footy in this game. I think Cody Walker will step up to the plate. Um, his matchup with Kiri will go a long way. Tedesco is back. Man, I don't know. I really don't know. This is a real toss of a coin game. I. I the loser, the loser goes home for the year. That's the That's winner. It. The winner. There's so much riding on this game. There's so much. I'll... Roosters, roosters. And here's the other thing I'll say about it. These are two teams that people, lots of pundits, had as a part of their grand final matchup. Not saying versus one another, but a lot of yep. people had the roosters getting there. A lot of people had the rabbitos getting there. So yep. these are for the fact that one of these teams is going to miss finals is is significant. I'm, I'd be putting short odds that without Jared Warrior Hargreaves, uh, Victor Radley fulfills the yeah. um, <laughs> anger void. And yeah. uh, if I was to look across the page, I'd say Jai Arrow might find himself with a, yep. f- a, a fistful of shirt at some point during the game. Cam Murray, we should just say, um, signed a new, a new deal um, with South Sydney. And you get the sense with everything going on right now, that's a significant signing if they were a club at peace. But with the where the club is at at the moment, with all the you know the departure of Sam Burgess, an icon of that football club, uh, with John Morris leaving next year, and there being questions around the relationships with Jason Demetrio and the standards being held by uh, Latrell and Cody and all the rest of that, if this were a signing in peacetime, it would be significant. But the fact that it seems to have been done in wartime with the club is even more important. He is the player Souths need right now. I couldn't agree with him more. He's the rock of Gibraltar for him. He's he's the man. He's their captain, and he um, he mightn't be a one of them guys who you know yells and rants, but it, when he does something on a footy field, a lot of people, everyone follows him, and it's it's you know significant that he signed the four point six million dollar extension, keeping him at the uh, Rabbitohs until twenty twenty eight. Um, more importantly, warding off the the threat of Union, who kind of yeah. were, were poking around and wanting him for the World Cup in twenty seven. Well, that's now been expelled, so he's gone and. Well done to look. I forgot. You know, you forget about Cam Murray beating this South Sydney team. He's such a good player, Damien Cook. Mm. I, I just think being having Teddy at fullback is going to be one. And don't forget Joey Manu is fifty-fifty in this game as well. Um, he's he had a bit of a hamstring tinge, twinge last week. So mm. if he plays, I, I favour even more so the the Roosters. Yeah. Uh, then we get to Saturday, and we this Dolphins Warriors game is fascinating. Uh, a because it's the NRL, the Dolphins final game in their inaugural NRL season, um, but also because fr- Thursday night matters. Because if the Storm win, as you're tipping, the Warriors are faced with the situation where if they win, it means a first week trip to Brisbane. If they lose, it means a first week trip to Penrith. Penrith, yeah. and yet Andrew Webster has looked at it and said. No, 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 I'm taking the Craig Bellamy, Kevin Walters approach. I'm going to give Adam Fanua Blake, Charles Nickel Clockstad, uh, Sean Johnson. I'm going, to, I'm going to rest my stars. I'm going to give them a chance to get Cherry ripe for this game. And the Dolphins won't like that. No, and don't forget, Luke, uh, one of their superstars this season, Luke Metcalf, uh, hamstring injury about mm. 10, 15 minutes ago the other night. So he won't be playing as well. So, oh, look, I think the Dolphins will finish with a bang. I think, it's, uh, I think now that they've rested their, their five or six best players, the Warriors, um, 
I don't think there's any way they beat the Dolphins in the last game. I think Dolphins will book in the season. Which would set up, you know what, I'll save it. I'll run you through the week one of finals based on MG's tips for this final round when we get to the end. Uh, Saturday game, I mean, the, the, the Cowboys can know their fate before their game because if the Roosters win, yep. they can't make the eight. That's right. That's that's how it shapes out. If the Roosters defeat the Rabbitohs, uh, oh, sorry, that's not quite right. If the Rabbitohs defeat the Roosters, the Cowboys can't make the, the eight. The other way around, if the Roosters do defeat the Rabbitohs, the Cowboys can still make the eight. So if the Rabbitohs have won on Friday night, the yep. Cowboys know their season is done. But, yeah, and you might see you might see a change in um, look at the the thing is with Penrith that they've been winning in the last month or so, but not winning like they were six to eight weeks ago. They've been doing the job, and that's because of how professional they are and their defensive systems. But now Jerome Luai is out. I don't think Ivan Cleary would like to go into a major semi or, or any type of semi, semi without doing some type of continuity um, in a game with Cogger. I think, you know, if Cogger's taking his spot at 5'8", I think you want to put him under the bit of the, the litmus test to see just how he does go against a team like the Cowboys, who are coming desperate. Um, they're coming to the foot of the mountains with an intent to make the finals. Um, you know, obviously, if they know they can't make it, that might change a lot of things. I'm not sure how things will change on the on the on the roll, but obviously, if they lose, then uh, if they can't make the eight, they'll still want to win, a, uh, yeah. finish on a winning note. So, you know, the Cowboys are going to come to play. Penrith, I think, will too. I think Penrith want to get a little bit of a mojo going back, coming to the uh, the first week of finals, which they probably will play Warriors. Looking at things at, at home, which is a, a, a one of them games that's you know a little bit worrying. Tough task. Wait, yeah, it's so. Um, but look, I think the Panthers will win this game. I think that, I think that Penrith will field near a full strength team. Um, obviously, we had a couple of injuries here or there, but Dill Edwards is back. They missed him like nothing oh, last yeah. week against the Eels. Mm. Such a pivotal player in this side. Best fullback uh, in the game. I think he is. He's the best. Yeah, fullback I, I think in the he's game. the most complete. I, th- I just yep. think he's the most complete. Um, uh, if I've got a list, of, if I've got a lineup of fullbacks. You know, I've got some pretty pretty impressive dudes. I'm looking at. I've got Bruce Walsh and I've got Teddy. Um, I've got Latrell. I've got Tommy Treboyevich when he's fit. I've got Caelan Ponger at the moment, who's who's making a last ditch effort to. Win Did we Dylan say Reese Walsh? I'd, I'd say I said Reese Walsh. Yeah, I'd Brilliant. say, but I, I would take Dylan Edwards every day of the week because I, I know wow. exactly what I'm going to get. Quickly, a couple of questions for you on this game. Obviously, the uh, the Cowboys are going to be without. Uh, Still no Val Holmes. He's suspended Jeremiah Nanai and Samuel Valamai both injured. So they're not at full strength. But Nanai. on the mm. on the Panthers side of things, Jack Cogger, the selection of him over Jamin Salmon, do you think that is that is a decision that is a lock, or do you think this is an audition? I think Cogger plays more like Luai. Okay. Um I think uh Salmon's more of a big body. Salmon's more of a utility 14. Come wing on a play. He could play center, second row, 5'8", wing if he had to. I think he's yeah. more of a utility that way. Okay, I think so Cog, is more, Cog is more of a Jerome Luai type, type player, I, and I think he'll, he'll be the man to wear number six. How hard do you think it is for to, to get even, I guess, what percentage can Jack Cogger bring or complete of that Nathan Cleary-Luai partnership can he get to 70 percent could he could he do a 70 yeah. percent impersonation of jerome Luai from a from a systems and, and sets perspective no doubt i okay. think we've seen that with nathan was out um they beat melbourne storm uh down there with cogger at halfback um so yeah I, i've got no doubt i think that 
I think maybe maybe even up around seventy five to seventy eight percent. You know, he could carbon copy what what Jerome's done. That's it's going to be a hard task because Jerome's got that he's got that instinct in the game where he just kind of even when he said he shot on the weekend, nothing was on. He made a little mm. breakthrough, stepped off the left foot, put the ball over the line, and then Bryce Cartwright landed on him and it was one of them innocuous uh, injuries. But yeah, it's he's going to be a big loss if he's not back. For, uh, earlier than th- than we think, but um, Cogger can do the job. Cogger's good. He's not. You wouldn't. You wouldn't say it's quite at Cody Walker's level, but Jerome Luai's ability to play what's in yeah. front of him in a moment ad ad hoc ad lib footy is is right up there. Very in similar the, in the competition. Uh, Dragons Knights, <laughs> the Knights. I mean, Knights this is a team that the no ponger, but against going up against the Dragons, you would expect them to win and and can finish fifth can finish the season fifth with a home final week one. Can they finish any high, any lower than where they are now, the the Knights? Can they finish uh, yes, lower? Yes, they than... can. Oh, no, so they can't. I, no, no, you're, on no, you're right. You're, you know what? They are locked into fifth. I lie. Locked into fifth. Uh, what about if so Sharks, yeah. Sharks beat Raiders? The Sharks beat I've Raiders, got the ladder pretty full. So, but if Sharks beat Raiders... And the Knights beat the Dragons. The Knights still finish above them. So you're right. They can if they if they were to lose to the Dragons and the Sharks were to beat the Raiders, yep. the Knights would finish sixth. Okay, so they can't. So fifth or sixth. Fifth or sixth. The, the, They're getting a home final week one either way. Okay, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Newcastle rest a few players themselves. Okay, and you know it's without Ponga. I, I, I think it'd be right for the first semi. Kalen Ponga, um, I think. Anyway, we'll watch, we'll watch his space, but I think in this game, Dragons will win anyway. It's away oh, from home. going Dragons. All right, we'll yep. stick with your tips. Titans, Bulldogs, uh, Casey Badger, the referee, this one. Well done to Casey. Uh, well done. No impact on finals. Which one of these teams do you think wants to win this last game more of the season? Uh, look, it, it, it couldn't get any worse for the Bulldogs. They've played like busted asses for the last couple of weeks. They've been in the papers for all the wrong reasons. Now, their last game is on the glitter strip. Where all they've got to think about, all they're thinking about is putting their their dancing clothes in their bag, so they'll go straight out to, after the thing and stay on a holiday for four or five weeks until they're required back at training. So, um, I think the Titans could put a job on the doggies in this game. And Tavita Pangai Jr. officially done. He won't play this game, done. so no yep. more as a bulldog. Yep. Um, he's announced his first fight. So good luck to TPJ. Uh, and then the final game of the round. We've got the Sharks Raiders. This game does have finals yep. implications. Yep. This is this is kind of after the South Sydney Roosters uh, game. Uh, this is the second best game of the round, I reckon. Um, I, I think uh, Raiders I, can finish think, as high as fifth or as I think low Nico, as eighth. Nico Hines is back. Um, I, I think the Sharks will win. I think the Sharks will win against the Raiders. Sharks to win the final game of the round. Right, OMG. Allow me to walk you through Week One of Finals. If your all of your tips come to fruition this weekend, non-elimination semi-final Panthers at home hosting the Warriors. Yep. Non-elimination semi-final Broncos at home hosting the Storm Suncorp Stadium. The Storm love that matchup. Yeah, they, they have it. owned the Broncos over the yeah, years. Yeah, they want that more than they want. The, they, they want that more than they want Penrith. Oh, absolutely, they do. Yep. Uh, Billy has got a second home up here. He can't wait yep. to get up here. <laughs> exactly. And then we get into the elimination finals, as per the tips. The Sharks and the Raiders will meet in back-to-back weeks. Wow. They'll go again with the Sharks to play at home. Sharks-Raiders is the 5v8 matchup. And then it's the Newcastle Knights against the Sydney Roosters. Who would have thunk it? Wow. Who would have thought that Trent would get them there? Wow. That's 
Well, it's still a long ways off, but it's good to it's good to hypothesise about what's going to happen, and it's just been one of them seasons, hasn't it? You know, like mm. it's 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 been a really re- enjoyable season. Here we are. I remember back in round one, we 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 had the podcast, and we we're talking about the round and saying that you know it's before we know it, we're going to talk about Origin, and through Origin we said well, before we know it, we're in the home stretch home. Well, here we are, here yeah. we are. So one more round to go. This is the final round of the season. Well done to all the players, officials, mm-hmm. but most importantly the supporters and. Let's bring it on. Let's get it on. Bring it on, baby. And obviously that would have the Rabbitohs, the Cowboys, and the Eels all missing finals oh. by a game, all on 30 wow. points. So let's see how it plays out. Next week we'll be back and we'll be talking about week one of the NRL finals. MG, uh, don't go and wrestle 12 blokes in a row, okay? That's our message I'll, for the week. I'll do 13. See you, mate. <laughs> see you, mate. Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.